0: This series has been amazing, and I wanna welcome all of our first-time guests. So if you are joining us today because you saw the share on Facebook, you saw someone like and comment and invite you this morning, well, we are so happy that you are here with us. So make sure, give us a text at 702-727-8280. Let us know that you are here with us today. We would love to have one of our team members welcome you because this is a great place to be this morning. I'm here, come on, with our studio audience. So we are just so excited to have have church Now hear me, next Sunday is an important Sunday because October 25th we are back in person at our Opportunity Village Buffalo location and we are so excited to do that. But don't worry, if you are more comfortable with viewing and participating in church online, we are still going to have an excellent online experience for you to enjoy. And so we are just so excited. Make sure you RSVP, get online, let us know that you're coming because we are preparing a safe and clean environment just for you we're so excited so lots going on today is growth track steps three and four so if you're wondering how do I learn more about Avenue how do I get involved join us right after today's service with our growth track team that cannot wait to be with you it's on zoom the link is provided right there in the comments so make sure to jump on with us well guys we are in our final weeks of enter while we just got a couple more weeks of this and we have had an amazing time in this series haven't we it has been awesome we learned what it meant to enter rest that we've got to quiet down that the, the loudness come on of the world we have to quiet down the busyness of life so you and I can hear the voice of God that it's never a question of whether or not God is speaking God is always speaking to us it's whether or not we're actually slowing down our pace of life and listening to him I love it because he's he's prompting us he's engaging with us he wants to speak but it's our responsibility to say okay God I'm here and I'm listening we also learned what it meant to enter war Right, I love this part of entering war, that we're in the same war, but we're fighting different battles. Some of us, we have friends and family members that are fighting battles of cancer right now. We have others that are fighting battles of gossip. They're fighting maybe a battle of pornography, or for others, maybe it's a battle of alcoholism. But when we enter war, we're admitting to ourselves and to Jesus, I can't do this on my own. And then I'm choosing to no longer self-medicate, but I'm going to invite God into this process with me, into this unseen battle, and I am going to enter war. I'm not going to just proclaim my problems anymore. I'm not going to just pray the problem. I'm going to pray the promise because there is an unseen battle taking place. You know, I love John 10.10. I love the Bible, and I love all the translations that it comes in. So let's put up real quick John 10.10 in the Passion uh, series. Here it says this. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to kill, kill, oh, steal, excuse me, steal, slaughter, and destroy. And I love this word slaughter because this word slaughter is messy. Like, it's not a clean kill. It's not a, boom, you're dead, you felt nothing. No, he wants to slaughter and to destroy. And see, when we have to recognize that we're in the war, we recognize that this, this, is, this is messy. Now, for some of us right now, we have to admit, life is a little bit of a hot mess, isn't it? It's a hot mess. Like There are so many things, there's so many things going on in in this season in our lives, and and it's a little bit messy. Maybe, we have to think sometimes though, is the messiness of our life, is it just the consequences of things happening around us and to us? Or is it something that we contributed to in the mess? See, we're grown people, As, as grown adults, we can ask that question. Do I have a responsibility in this mess? But we have to understand that there's also a mess that comes from the enemy. There's also a mess that comes from the thief who wants to steal, to slaughter, and to destroy. See, he wants to destroy the purpose in your life. He wants to destroy the promises. He wants to do anything he can to stop you from stepping into the promises that God has for you because he does not want you to become fully alive because you and I have an incredible promise. We have got to understand that we have such a big promise that you and I as believers, we have to stand on. And that's the second part of John 10:10. But I have come, Jesus says, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you can expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Come on. Can you say overflow? Can you type overflow in the comments? See, wild happens when we step into the truth and the wonder of our faith. Wild happens when we step. It takes an action on you and I in our lives to step into the truth and the wonder of our faith. I'll tell you when wild doesn't happen. Wild does not happen if we are satisfied with half abundant living. If you are satisfied with the weekend Christianity, If you're satisfied really with just checking in on Sundays or maybe glancing at it during the week but not engaging in an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ Monday through Sunday, we can't experience WILD if we're satisfied with half-abundant living because that is not what God promised us. God promised us fullness overflowing for us. And so are y'all ready to enter WILD? I'm ready to enter WILD. So let's go. I remember several years ago, uh, we had put an alarm system. We had one installed in our home. Now, this was the home that is previous to the one that we are living in now. And when you install an alarm system, you have to pick a family password. And so Jeremy, as, as my husband, he's like, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to pick the family password. So I said, okay, babe, you, you do you. Let's pick this password. And see, so the reason why you pick a password is because if there was ever an alarm to be triggered in your home, a representative would come online, come on that intercom in your home, and would ask you, are you okay? Is it really you? Would you please tell me your family password? And I remember the first time that our alarm was triggered at our house. Nothing had gone wrong. Somebody just opened a door when the alarm was on. And you hear boop, boop, boop hello Boz my household this is blah 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 could you please verify your family password and I hear my husband shout Holy Ghost! holy ghost right you literally heard the woman on the other end representing the alarm company chuckling and you might say was that really your code yes holy ghost was our code and i asked jeremy what was your reasoning behind having a holy ghost as our family password he goes because if i find myself in a bad situation ain't nothing but the holy ghost is going to be able to help me so holy ghost come on was our alarm password but i gotta ask you what comes to your mind when i say holy ghost What comes to your mind when we say things like the Holy Spirit? See, I remember several years ago, several years ago, I had an experience. And see, we have to understand that experiences that we have, right? Things that we're exposed to, they often shape our perspective. Good or bad experiences, good or bad exposures, they have the power to shape our perspectives. And here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want us to miss out on wild. I don't want to miss out on the abundant life that God has for us because we have a perspective that is off. Is it a possibility? Come on, I don't want you to miss abundant living. So is it a possibility that we saw something that we didn't like? Or maybe we heard something that didn't resonate me, or maybe it pushed against something that I had been taught, and now it's shaped my thoughts. See, friends, the potential issue is this, is that the version of the Holy Spirit of the miraculous of abundant life that you are living with may not be the right version. And we have to come to grips with that, that you know what, maybe the way that I've been living my life, the way that I've been viewing the Holy Spirit, the way that I've been viewing wild is not the right version according to God's word. So hear me, God's word is the best place to find answers, isn't it? It's the best place to find answers. So we are filled with questions we are filled with uncertainties we are filled with so many changes come on 2020 drastic changes have happened this year and so what are we doing when it comes to all these things all these questions all these burdens that we are carrying in this season of our lives some of you are carrying burdens right now you are you are watching this today and you are like my shoulders are aching Girl, I'm in need of a massage. My shoulders are hurting so bad because of the burdens that I've been carrying in 2020. Can I ask you, when it comes to needing the answers to these problems, when needing this burden lifting, are we going to Google and searching for the answers when we should be searching out and seeking God? What is our, what's our natural response? Is it to go and, and Google search, to search engine, engine something, or should we be asking God? Are we Googling or are we asking God? god we've got to ask ourselves what do i do when a problem comes see i want to tell you this in john 10 10 it's the promise but i have come to give you everything in abundance more than you can expect life to the overflow so what does overflow look like see i remember it was my first year of college y'all so that was many 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 moons ago but it was my first year of college, and I was nervous. It's the first day of class, and I'm a planner. Come on, where are my planners at? I want to know who my planners are. Type in the comments right now. Throw up a hand emoji like you plan with me. And so what all planners do, because if you were coming off a high school campus and you thought that was confusing, y'all, a college campus is nuts. And so I made sure to plan that I was going to arrive early that day so that I can find my classroom. But here's the deal. I'm not just a planner. I'm an introvert. and An introvert come into a place where they don't know people. See, I saw that classroom, but I saw that that classroom was filled with people that I don't know. So the planner got there on time, but the introvert ain't going into a room where she doesn't know people. And so I do what all introverts do. We go to the bathroom when you don't even have to go. We go find the nearest restroom, and we buy some time, because we don't want to go into the place that we are not comfortable with. And I remember I was standing in front of that sink when I heard a woman struggling in the stall hear me, that's, that's private business, right? You hear somebody struggling in a stall, you, you're not getting involved in that. But I had this still small voice and said inside of me that said, help. And it was almost those, that moment where you know you have to do something. Has it ever happened to you? Where you know you have to do something. Like God is wanting you to do something. And you know that if you don't do it, you're going to be disobeying. Yeah. And so I had this, just this huge gut check, help her. Man, that was scary. And I remember being so nervous, and I go and I tap on that door. I said, hey, are you okay in there? Is there anything that I can do to help you? And in that moment, when that stall door opened, I would never have been prepared for what I saw. What I saw was a woman named Tarji who opened that door. And 90% of her body had been burned in a fire. She had been trapped in a car fire that burned 90% of her body. And see, she had just gotten done using the restroom. But because of the state of her fragile body, she could not button up the dress after she had gone to the restroom. And see, this was Tarji's first day of school, too. And so I buttoned her dress. I, I, I helped her get ready. I, I, I formed a friendship. See, those are those moments where God is speaking. See, I remember being nervous because, hear me, I was new to Christianity. I had just given my life to Jesus that summer. Here I am for the first time in my life feeling and hearing the Holy Spirit tell me to do something. See, I love my Bible, so I had my Bible wherever I went. I love my Bible. Why? Because I wanted to be something that was so much closer to Jesus and so far away from what I used to be. So I loved my Bible. I also loved to pray. And they weren't long, eloquent prayers. They weren't lengthy. It was just me talking and getting to know the God who loved me so much so that I could fall in love with him and so having it be the very first time that i had a gut check that was the holy spirit telling me to knock on that bathroom door it was wild have you ever had a wild moment like that where you listen come on and you obeyed see i love this in john chapter 14 because why does wild happen wild happens because of this now this is the amplified version so it's going to give you a little bit more words but i love it because it's going to help you understand if you really love me this is jesus speaking you will keep and obey my commandments keep i'm going to keep it close to me it's going to be my proximity it's going to be an intimate part of my life let's go to the next one and i will ask the father and he will give you another helper he's talking about the holy spirit he's the comforter the advocate the intercessor the counselor the strengthener the standby to be with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take it to its heart because it does not see him or know him next slide but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you and continually will be in you. See, you and I have a promise that we are never alone. So in that bathroom, when I walked in that day, introvert and all, I was not alone. And God wants to use you to make an impact. He doesn't want wild just to happen in your life. He wants wild to happen in somebody else's life. And because the Holy Spirit lives in us, he can convict us, come on, of God's truth and convince us of the faith and the wonder that comes in a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, as a believer in Jesus, we have the promise of all of this. So why wouldn't we want to enter wild? See, wild happens because of this, that God chose to make his home in you, and God chose to make his home in me. And I love that, but hear me, in order to live this wild life, in order to enter wild, we gotta listen, come on, and we gotta obey. It's not just enough to hear me, oh my gosh, can I talk to the parents in the room for just a minute? You heard me, right? How many times have we said this to our children? You know that they heard what you said. But you're not asking, are their ears working? You're asking, are their legs working? Are their hands working? Because you asked them to do something. And you don't want just listening, hearing ears. You want obedience. Come on, God is the same way. He is your father and he loves you and he has nothing but good things planned for you. But he doesn't want you just to hear him. He wants you to do what he says. I love this. It's so good. See, it's never a question of whether or not God is speaking. It's a question of, not, of whether or not we are listening, and then engaging, and then are we obeying. So you might be asking, Lindsay, okay, you, you say he's speaking, but what am I listening for? Right? What, what am I listening for? Well, I want to take you to a place in the Bible where somebody heard the voice of God for the very first time. Because that may be you, and you're like, I, I want to hear the voice of God for the very first time. So, so let's go to this, 1 Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the lord under eli in those days the word of the lord was rare and there were not many visions so samuel was all about the work of the ministry he was working for a person in the ministry so he was working if you will in the church okay let's go on one night eli whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see was lying down in his usual space the lamp of god had not yet gone out and samuel was lying down in the house of the lord Where the ark of God was. Now stop right there. i got to tell you this. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was laying down by the ark of God. Hear me. He was resting in his presence. Did we not learn that in order to enter this thing called wild, in order to enter this this amazing wild faith, we got to learn to enter rest because it's an entering rest. Come on. Resting in his presence that you and I can be a part of every single day, that we can live in every single day. That's when we hear his voice. So let's move on. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down again. Again, the Lord called. Aren't y'all happy that God keeps talking, that he doesn't just call you once, but he calls you multiple times? And he said, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Eli, <laughs> y'all ever get getting bugged by somebody? You're like, I did not say that to you. Like, Eli said, it's, it's not me. I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Now, Samuel did not know yet. He did not yet know the Lord. So let me hear this. L- l- let's break this down. Samuel knew church, but Samuel did not know God. Yeah. See, a lot of us, we get caught in that trap, right? We get. I won't even say it's a trap. It's a stagnant place. We get caught in that half abundance because we know church. We know how to serve. We know the duties. But do I know the God who is making all this happen? The reason why we gather to worship. The reason why we open our doors. Do we know him? And see, at Avenue, it's our vision that people may know God. Find freedom. Discover purpose. Make a difference. It's not our vision to know Avenue. Avenue is simply a place, a way that you can come into a life-giving, life-freeing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if you are in a place where you're like, I haven't heard God, maybe we need to start here. Because Samuel was working and doing the duties of the church without having a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus. So the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called. Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and Eli said he said Eli here I am you called me then Eli realized friends don't get so mad at your pastors when they're not catching on right away don't get so mad at your mentors and your leaders when they're not coming up with the answer right away it took Eli three times Eli may have been blind come on but he had been in the ministry a long time he had known God a long time in this season maybe you're not getting the answers from your leaders that you want right away give them a moment God will speak to them too and then he realized this Samuel, Uh, he said, this is what happened. I'm here, called me. Eli realized that it's the Lord that was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What's the difference that's happening right here? It's Samuel's learning that it's God who's speaking. He's learning what it means to listen, and then he can obey. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood there. Think about that for a moment. The Lord came and stood in the presence of Samuel. Samuel couldn't see him. But do you know that God is with you, unseen all the time? That God has promised to never leave you nor forsake you, to always be around you. He has got your front, He's got your back, He's on your side. He's with you. You're constantly surrounded by His goodness, constantly surrounded by His provision and His love and His presence. And calling it, as they did the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. What's the difference? That now he understood. Now I understand that this is what I'm listening for. This is God that's speaking to me. Some of you need to realize that, that, oh, that gut check, that's the Holy Spirit. Or When I'm reading my word and I'm being prompted to change or maybe let go of something, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. When God, I believe, is putting some ideas in my mind for the future, and I thought my life was going this way, but oh my goodness, I now have this good desire, a desire that lines up with the word of God, a desire that's going to push me to purpose. That's God speaking. And so now we're recognizing these things. But I want to tell you something amazing because this is all wild, is it not? God speaking to Samuel, it's wild. It is wild and God has wild for us. But I think it's amazing that the Bible shows that your ears, your heart, your mind, they're all synonymous when it comes to being a cognitive organ. What does that mean, Lindsay? Because that sounds really smart. What that means is that your, your ears, your heart, and your mind, they are equally important working together when it comes to you hearing the voice of god they got to be in sync they got to all come into agreement that oh my goodness my god is speaking so let's talk about your ears for a minute i love what carlos whitaker said and he has this quote because we're going to listen with our ears he said so often we miss hearing god because we're waiting for some massive revelation right we don't want to start at a we want to get all the way down to z so we're waiting for this massive revelation and God wants to give us simple instructions. Hear me, if we disobey or we don't hear his promptings in the small things, why in the world would he give us the big things? And hear me, that's not just Carlos Whitaker, that's the Bible. If you are faithful in the small things, God will give you more things to be responsible for. But see, it's not just about the ears. It's not just about the ears. See, our ears have got to be open to receive God's word, but it's also a heart issue. Have you ever had the experience that you know you're supposed to do something? You, you know it clear as day. You've got it there. You've got that check. But, man, you just don't want to do it. It's a heart issue, right? Oh, my gosh. I'm embarrassed about this story, but I'm going to share it anyways. I remember years and years ago, I've been a Christian for about two years. And I loved Jesus again, loved my Bible. I was praying. I had a home church. I was serving in my home church. But I visited a church with a friend that weekend. And the, sp- the pastor got up to speak after worship, and he was talking about money for like 10 minutes. 10 minutes in church world is a really, really long time, friends. And I had a $10 bill in my purse. Okay, I'm I'm 19 years old, 20 years old. That $10 bill means a lot to me. <laughs> but I had it on my heart that, Lynn, you're supposed to give that $10 bill. But I'm like, nope, I'm not giving that $10 bill. This is not my home church. This pastor is talking way too much, come on, about money. Some of you, you're in the same boat because you've done that. You are not giving because you feel that the church is just all about money, and we're just thinking that with our heart. And so I am sitting here in this church service, a Christian just like you, hearing a preacher speak about money and going on and on, and I'm like, you're not getting my money. And then, see, what's so crazy is that not only do we hear with our ears, we hear with our hearts, right? We have to listen with our hearts, but we also have to listen with our mind. Because sometimes we may hear it with our ears, our heart is against it, but who's going to win? Who's going to come to the conclusion that this is Jesus? See, because what we can do is we can talk ourselves into, we can listen to our mind, right? And it could be the wrong idea. And so in my mind, I was coming up with excuses of, well, I tithe to my church. I'm a giver. I'm a tither. I'm faithful. Every paycheck I give to my home church. This is not my home church. And it was going on and on and on. i can tell you i never gave that day i went through the whole sermon went through the whole long service and i never gave that pastor came up to me after service okay and he put a 20 dollars bill in my hand he said the lord told me to give this to you it's not that he knew he was rebuking me he probably thought he was blessing me so can i tell you right now that it's not a god thing to embarrass you in public I think sometimes we're so afraid that god is going to put our messiness our shortcomings on display so that we could be corrected maybe you grew up in a church that that put that on display and that's not the heart of god but god knew that i have a daughter who needs to not just listen with her ears i have a daughter who is having a hard time submitting just this ten dollars what what happens when it's no longer a ten dollar deal but i'm going to ask her to do something really big like go into ministry the next year i would have been called into ministry But if I can't be faithful in the small things, if I can't be obedient in the small things, y'all, that $20 bill burnt in my hands so bad. I got rid of it the quickest I could. I found a kid. I go, you want to go buy an ice cream? Here's 20 bucks. I did not keep that $20. But God used it to give me double back. If we put in his hands, trust in his hands, what he has asked us to do, whew. But why is it that we try to work the system? Are we not a culture that's just used to work in systems? We don't agree with the system. I'm entitled to something else. And so I'm just going to work at something else. I'm going to take steps that I don't think are necessary. I'm going to skip those steps, and I'm going to take the steps that I want to take. Isn't that true? We try to work the system in everything. And instead of going through a process of growing, instead of growing through a process of maturing, man, we just take, nope, I'm going to go ahead and go this way. Because this is easier and less painful. Can I tell you something about systems? what if, this is my question for you, and let's go ahead and put this up. What if instead of don't work the system, what if we let God's system work in you? So instead of working the system and putting things into our own hands, let God's system work in you, because I promise you guys, it's more work to be disobedient than it is to be obedient. It takes more work, more effort, more pain, more heartache to be resistant than it does to be submissive to God. It's a huge game changer. Talk to somebody who's been been loving jesus for 18 years and has tried the resistance has tried the disobedient routes it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work at all and so let's grow in wild see there may be moments when god says stop where the holy spirit is screaming out inside of you i need you to stop i've got so much more for your life if you would only let go i need you to stop but we got to we got to check it out in our hearts so if i'm hearing it it's a heart issue it's a mind issue Let's work it all together. Maybe it's a habit or a coping mechanism. I've been working with this thing for too long, and God's saying enough is enough. I've got freedom on the other side of this if you let it go. See, I love this in Romans chapter 8, because hear me, we're we're called to grow in wild. You and I aren't called to just enter wild. We're called to grow in wild. Again, there's a process that I'm going to let God's system work in my heart, and I'm going to step out into entering wild. So Romans chapter 8. For all who are led by the Spirit of God, are children of God. So you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Go to the next one. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And now we call him Abba Father. Do you know that Abba Father is an intimate term? Abba Father isn't just you're talking to some mentor or maybe you're reaching out to some big wig in the sky. No, that's my dad. That's my My heavenly father. And so you have been adopted. And God has placed his spirit in you, not for you to be fearful, but for you to be alive as his child. And for his spirit, it joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. Friends, do you know that we are heirs to wild? Our inheritance is wild because what my dad works with, I work with. Can I tell you that being a mom? And Jeremy being a dad, we love seeing Levi walk in what his inheritance is. Sometimes it's the inheritance of Jeremy's personality. Come on, sometimes it's the inheritance of his wittiness. Sometimes it's the inheritance of mom's details. But he's walking in an inheritance of faith where we are believing that our God is able and willing and he goes above and beyond. Come on, whatever we can ask, think, or imagine. That is what my son is stepping into as an heir of Jeremy and Lindsay. There is so much more for us as an heir of God. We are co-heirs with Christ that our father has so much for us. But let me say this. I need you to do a couple things for me this week. This is what I want us to do. Because it's not enough just to, to hear a word. We actually got to put this word into practice. So let's just put some wheels, come on, to this vehicle so that we can get it moving. So what I want you to do is I want you to choose something small to pray about. Choose something small. Not big. Not big at all. But choose something small to pray about. And ask God for direction. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be a life-changing event. Maybe it's, God, do you want me to reach out to somebody this week. Who do you want me to call this week? That's easy, right? God, if, if I could have coffee with anybody this week, who would it be? Mm-hmm. Lord, if I could reach out with a phone call or a text, who do you want, who, who are you going to put on my heart? On. And then what I want you to do is I want you to, after he answers you, follow through with the prompting yeah. that you felt and write it down. Okay. Write it down. This is easy. These are These are beginner steps. Oh my goodness, can you imagine if I wouldn't have gone to that bathroom stall and ask can i help that that help was the prompting that that was the answer to that what that woman had been praying for in her struggle to walk out life with this fragile body you don't know what's on the other side of the door for you you don't know what's on the other side of that prompting that god is going to do but i promise you if we're faithful in the small things we're going to see even bigger things if we enter wild In these small ways, we're going to enter wild in ways that we cannot even think or imagine. Let me end with this thought. It's your intimacy with God that determines the impact of your life. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. So you may be thinking, but I don't have enough talent. I'm not a preacher. I can't sing. I don't play an instrument. I'm not great at leading conversations. It does not matter. It's the intimacy of your relationship with God that determines the impact of your life of your life. It's huge. And maybe you're watching today and you're saying, you know what, Lindsay, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I don't have that relationship. I don't have that intimacy. What I love about the Bible, it says that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that we can maybe take that step for the first time, or maybe it's been years and we can take it again today. And so i love it as a church family because we are we've got a great community i see you all online i see alita and abby Lachey. i see pua hello i'm so glad to see you miss fragoso you're awesome and britney rebecca we we have a beautiful online community a beautiful church community and and we do this together so with everyone if you could please bow your heads and close your eyes we're going to say this prayer it's not a magic recipe all it is is speaking the words of inviting jesus into our lives so would you say this with me jesus i need you thank you for dying on the cross thank you for paying for what i did i receive your forgiveness be lord of my life be number one with all my heart the best way i know how i'm going to live for you come on i'm going to listen to you today i give you my life i give you everything I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. God is so good. And this is our inheritance. This is what we have. And so if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you're rededicating your life to Jesus, please text me at 702-727-8280. We would love to connect with you to celebrate this moment with you, but also set you up for success with some resources. Well, we've got a great day ahead. Don't forget about next Sunday, both in line and in person, October 25th, 10 a.m. But let's head on over to the after party. See you guys there.